How do you express and release anger and anxiety when they come up for you? Have you observed kids, quote, throwing a tantrum? They might clench their jaw or fists, scream, kick their feet, maybe even physically act out. When they're really anxious, you might observe them fidget, they might be restless, their eyes might get wide as they look for danger. Sometimes they lose their appetite or complain about digestive distress and maybe even hide away behind mom and dad, somewhere they feel safe. Children authentically express their feelings through their words, through their actions. Their body naturally tries to release these heavy emotions. We, society, teach them how to stuff these reactions down. We might intertwine authentic expression with shame, maybe embarrassment. Stop it. Look at all of these people staring at you. It's not appropriate. Boys don't cry. You're a big girl. Knock it off. We might even connect the way we express our emotion to the discomfort that they are feeling in response to our emotion, putting that responsibility of their discomfort on us, perhaps even tying the expression of anger and voicing our feelings to being rude or a burden to others. There are so many labels that we can receive as a child when we're learning how the world perceives our big emotions, how we're supposed to act, if we will be loved through it, or if safety and love feels threatened. Now, don't get me wrong. I absolutely believe that there is an appropriate and inappropriate way to express our feelings, of course. We never want to inflict violence or allow our free will to harm another. There are absolutely boundaries that need to be respected. I definitely want to clarify that first. I invite you to think about how your big emotions were perceived. How are they handled, responded to, were they respected when you were a child? Were you supported in expressing your feelings? And how does that show up today? Do you find that in some ways you now handle your big emotions the way that emotions were handled when you were a child? Maybe you even recognize a verbal reel that you heard when you were a child that now plays as your own inner voice when you experience big emotions. I can't get emotional. Look at all these people staring at me. What would they think? I might make them uncomfortable. I can't stand up for myself. That feels rude and disrespectful. What would they think of me? I'm starting to feel heavy emotions. I need to go to my room. I need to hide away so that I don't burden others. What does your inner dialogue sound like when big emotions come up? If you're recognizing a false truth, where did you first hear it? Where did it come from? Most importantly, is it still true for you today? Or do you want to rewrite how you embrace these emotions from this point forward? When we just shove it all down, brush it under the rug and move on, these emotions get trapped in the body. This abrasive trapped energy causes symptoms and eventually disease. As a child, I perceived anger as unladylike, rude, disrespectful. You were a burden or an embarrassment if you ruffled feathers or challenged authority. So I buried it. Throughout my chronic illness journey, so many energy healers asked me to tell them about my anger. They pointed out time and time again how I had massive amounts of trapped anger inside and it was showing up in my liver. It was affecting my detox processing and contributing to the buildup of toxicity in my body. I had no clue what they were talking about and honestly thought that they were wrong because in that moment I wasn't angry. Once I started really diving into nervous system work, parts work, 
releasing trapped emotions. Oh boy, the anger. I had massive amounts of anger that was absolutely there. And wow, did it feel like a mountain was lifted off of me once I was able to finally address and release it. I had chronic generalized anxiety disorder, which was tied to affecting my gut. I had chronic migraines that significantly healed just by addressing the pattern of not trusting life. I held a lot of resentment that was taxing my pancreas. I felt like my voice was a burden and standing up for myself was disrespectful and it really affected my thyroid. Were these trapped emotions the sole cause of chronic illness for me? Of course not, but they were 1 million percent a massive piece of the puzzle. And once I learned how to address and release these trapped emotions, the other tools that I was incorporating to encourage healing were so much more effective because I didn't have trapped emotions causing underlying inflammation in these organs anymore. Here's some more connections between organs and emotions. Feeling a lack of support in life can show up as back problems. Kidney and urination ailments fall under the need to control, maybe being controlled by others, needing to control others to feel safe. Constipation can represent a fear or resistance in letting go of old or holding on to the past. There are so many more. The book Heal Your Body by Louise Hay is absolutely incredible if this resonates with you. I actually have it right here. And under the title, it says the mental causes for physical illness and the metaphysical way to overcome them. My copy is completely worn out because I absolutely love this little guide so much. You can look up your ailment and see if that resonating emotion is accurate for you. And then next to it, you can find the correlating affirmation that you can then incorporate to further assist healing in that trapped emotion. Speaking of affirmations, have you ever tried to cover up anger and or anxiety with positivity and it only intensified the anger and anxiety? A big issue that I see often when it comes to affirmations is the act of stuffing down the root beliefs and then covering it with positivity. Yes, affirmations empower us, remind us of the truth, uplift our soul, and actually inspire physical changes within our body. But it is so important to first address that initial belief, that initial trigger that popped up. Then, after you release the anger and anxiety versus letting it get stored in the body, then you can affirm the truth. I personally struggled with intense generalized anxiety for the majority of my life, and trust me, I tried as hard as I could to quote positive think it away, but it only intensified the anxiety. Why? The trigger was my subconscious trying to protect me, telling me that something was making me feel unsafe. By ignoring the alarm bells, it only intensified the desire to grasp for safety, enter severe OCD, and the desire to control my environment to create a feeling of safety. Imagine there was a fire in the room right now and you came to warn me. Monique, we need to get out of here. There's a fire. And I looked at you with a big fake smile and responded with something like, you are safe. You are loved. You are supported. How would you feel? Yes, you are safe. Yes, you are loved. Yes, you are so supported. But when a specific trigger is coming up, when your subconscious is trying to frantically warn you of a danger that is really alarming for you, it can feel pretty yucky to cover it up with a response that makes it feel like you're not addressing the warning. That alarm bell, that warning isn't important enough to acknowledge. Almost as if your subconscious knows, she is my advocate. He is my protector. 
if they won't listen and validate me, then nobody will. I'm not safe. This can be especially jarring for those who experienced gaslighting or felt that their voice wasn't important as a child. To have you do it to yourself can feel really alarming. This can definitely move you further into dysregulation, chronic fight or flight, emotions being stuffed down only to find somewhere to hide within the body. When I finally began to address the triggers, the reasons why I wasn't feeling safe, breaking down where they started, understanding and addressing the why, the triggers reduced, the chronic anxiety melted away, the OCD disappeared and I finally felt free. I'm really excited to share the process that I went through every time a trigger popped up, the process that I still use to this day as needed. Release, regulate, identify, and then affirm. Number one, release. Allow yourself space to feel the anger, to feel the anxiety. Embrace and release. Some ways that you can release anxiety and discharge that flight energy is running on a rebounder as if recreating the act of running away and then calm down and check in. And you can repeat as needed. You can also physically shake. Shake your arms, shake your legs, jump up and down while shaking your arms. And you can even do this while incorporating breath work. And my favorite way to discharge flight energy is to do the 5-4-3-2-1 exercise while doing breath work. Inhale through your nose and exhale twice as long as you inhaled and identify five items that you can see in your environment, four things that you can physically feel, three things that you can hear, two things that you can smell, and then affirm an empowering truth for you in this moment. And some ways that you can release anger and discharge that fight energy. You can wring out a towel as hard as you can and then release and repeat as much as needed. You can also squeeze your forearm and then release. You can primal scream into a pillow. You can even take a towel or a piece of fabric, maybe a light blanket, and slap the ground with it as hard as you can and again repeat as much as you need to. Okay, that was number one, release. Number two is regulate. In this step, you can incorporate your favorite regulation tools like breath work, the 54321 technique that I just mentioned, and even the vagus nerve ear massage. And these regulation tools will help your nervous system feel safe and balanced once again. Number three, identify. Now that you've released and regulated, see if you can identify where this anger or anxiety is coming from. For example, I need to be what they want in order to be loved. Where did that false truth come from? Perhaps a narcissistic parent, a critical sports coach, a relationship where you experience conditional love? Maybe write that inner reel down and look at it. Ask yourself, is this still true for me? Is this something that I still believe? If not, you can physically crumple it up and throw it out. Number four, affirm the truth. Now that you've allowed yourself space to feel the big emotions, you've embraced them, listened to them, released them, regulated. Now you can affirm the truth. The key in this step is to create a custom affirmation that reminds you of the truth that correlates with that false belief. So using the same example, that I need to be what they want in order to be loved, maybe your truth could be something like, I love my unique characteristics and it is safe to be my authentic self. Symptoms are an opportunity to heal. Triggers are an opportunity to heal. Instead of ignoring them, burying them, or trying to just live with them, listen, support, heal, repeat. 
they could be the very answers that will finally set you free.